0: Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Yo. Hey. We hey. had a nice little Kevin Smith conversation going there before. We sure did. It's been a while before we mentioned uh, Kevin Smith on a podcast, which we usually do a couple times a year. Uh, you're right. It has been a while. Um, I was telling you about the time we told everybody to go out and watch Clerks, and of course my all-time favorite comedy, Mallrats, uh, and you're like, oh, I just watched Clerks a week ago. And yeah. I feel like every time we bring them up, you're like, oh, I just watched Clerks a week ago. I mean, hey, that, it's on Netflix.
1: It, I thought it was going to leave Netflix, uh, so I went out and purchased it on iTunes, but then it never left iTunes, so I, I was like about halfway through it, apparently, last time I watched it. So I just finished up watching the rest of it. There you go. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Remember the time when we told everybody to go to watch Kevin Smith movies, and somebody wrote me, and like, hey, man, I just watched those movies. I guess I just don't get it. I'm like, well, you probably weren't born in uh alive, like, compensating hilari- hilarities in the
1: 90s. Right. Yeah. You, it is definitely a product of the 90s, and if you weren't growing up then or, like,
0: in your teenage years in the 90s, you, you probably won't think it's funny. Yeah, I'm a clear 90s. Guy, that's my comedy sense. Yeah, I mean, I was a teenager in the nineties. Me too. No. So that's where I'm at. It, tickles, which makes me older.
1: It tickles my fancy.
0: Our high school re- twenty year reunions coming up next year. Now everyone knows how old we are. Well, we don't disguise our age. <laughs> are we supposed to be youthful gents around here? Nope. When we say we've been playing it, we've our dynasty leagues fifteen years old. We're supposed to be like, hey, hey, hey! <laughs> Started this league when I was six. <laughs> I was drafting Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck. Ooh. Who was a classic still holding strong today definitely um so besides the kevin smith news uh there's other news yeah. which you i still recommend watching mall rats my all-time favorite comedy of all time they're all good clerks is up there too clerks,
1: clerks is are, clerks dogma you really can't go wrong with any no, of those
0: ones. not those ones yep. um today's show we're going to talk rookie seniors the cool kids
1: the cool kids
0: the cool kids who are always drafted later than the young kids It's kind of like, uh, you know, like older men and these younger women. People always want to take the younger women first. Instead of the mature, sophisticated.
1: A lot of times, yeah. yeah, you're kind of speaking in generalizations, but yeah, a lot of these guys at the Senior Bowl, you know, there's probably a sprinkling of first rounders in this game, uh, but the majority of them will be either guys second,
0: third round picks, and so on. Right, right. right. Because all the good guys that are real young, they get these really good high draft grades. Come out. Every they, single they, year,
1: they come out. They're, they're usually not eligible for the senior bowl. You, you can, under weird circumstances, if you're, you know, like a third year uh, junior that's graduated, something like that, you, you can, can get in there. You can still get in there.
0: Yeah. Even then, some people, I mean, like, like high end players, even that are seniors, a lot of times still decline the senior bowl, you know, like Deshaun Watson this year. Very true. Which is weird. You know, with the Browns having that high pick, you think he'd want to play under Hugh Jackson. Um, what are you hiding, Deshaun? What are you hiding? Maybe he didn't want to get picked by the Browns. Maybe he just wanted to get, throw a pick.
1: Maybe that's probably right. He probably didn't want his draft grade to slip any, so he didn't go.
0: There's a little bit of NFL news. Sure. Um, Kyle Shanahan is going to be the 49ers head coach. Surprise. It, right.
1: Uh, right. It, it's looking that way. Nothing, obviously, nothing's official. No,
0: it's official because I even saw Jed York talking about uh, him and the new GM, John Lynch, and how they're going to work together. You mentioned Kyle Shanahan by name as their coach. He's a coach. He's going to be the coach, right. Uh, Shocking news! John Lynch gets hired as a GM. it Seems very
1: yeah. That came out of like left field. I mean, they were interviewing a bunch of other people that you know qualified candidates, and then all of a sudden, he <laughs> John hired. calls, "Hey,
0: hey, hey!" <laughs> right? I could be GM. So, John, are you sure you could be a GM? Yeah. All right, you're hired. All right, then let's do it. I mean, uh, what a weird like.
1: It seems it seems really. He weird. might be terrific. It seems Nate. Yeah, I mean, I'm not writing anybody off. I mean, it seems like a weird thing for a team that is that I guess bad off. Um, talent wise, to decimate on offense, right? To hire a guy that that really has no experience, and then to hire a coach that also has no head coaching experience.
0: They've got no quarterback, they've they, got no receivers, they have a good running back in Carlos Hyde, but he still has injury bugs. You're bringing a guy in a, for a GM for the first time that's never even evaluated talent, he's never scouted, never evaluated talent. Uh, he played defensive back in college He went to stanford he's all smart and hunky-dunky that's great our browns general manager was a lawyer who went to harvard he had mad picks last year how'd he do
1: right uh-huh. um,
0: so it's just i don't know i mean some stuff works out i mean i feel like if somebody put me in the gm spot i feel like i'd do okay me personally
1: i mean eventually
0: eventually i I'd hit, I'd, I'd hit a couple right sure if i had second pick i'd be like all right just give me jonathan allen i'm good well there you go there we go We're you be, you'd be
1: there there be you go.
0: foster i'm good um but it's just yeah it's a weird situation i guess i mean but for the most part for san francisco it's a it's a here's the thing that you gotta look for in free agency and in rookie drafts who's going to san francisco you have kyle shannon who's going there he's gonna have control of the 53-man roster who is an extremely talented offensive coordinator? Right. He's most likely gonna call his offensive plays there.
1: Uh, yeah, I would imagine. So
0: right. I mean he loves it to, Kyle Shanahan is known to love the target his number one receiver.
1: His number one receiver. He also, I mean, in in past stops has as like tight ends as well. I mean
0: and yeah, and the tight end thrives there as well. Right. Um so does Vance McDonald if he stays there get a boost that's that's definitely
1: what i'm thinking yeah vance mcdonald will, will probably be the guy to get the boost there so it's a
0: nice like vance mcdonald's like a perfect right now buy low can it because he's going to be a number one receiving option there in san francisco and right now you can get vance mcdonald on the cheap so if you come in there with like a fourth round rookie pick maybe for vance mcdonald that probably won't get it done but maybe a third 17 pick that probably get it done for vance mcdonald correct absolutely yeah maybe a nice buy low worth the risk for the reward that might come in after it Definitely with Vance kind of showing last year that he could be a solid rec- tight end.
1: Yeah, I mean, he definitely flashed enough last year that, um, you know, he he's a viable option, and and he'll be the guy, I believe, there next year. Will so, Torrey
0: Smith take a big bump? I think Torrey Smith is
1: terrible, so no.
0: I agree. I totally agree. Uh,
1: <laughs> um, they're going to be... A l- I mean, it's going to be one of those things where, you know, Vance McDonald's is going to be the safety blanket, probably, for whoever they draft. Or... A free agent that they bring in i mean
0: you gotta imagine they're gonna draft a tight end because this class is so deep as it is and there's a couple guys that will line up as like nice tight end twos as it is to sure. start um do they like what if they trade for jimmy Grappolo and sign alshon jeffrey in free agency it's well, huge it's, yeah i mean it's they're huge.
1: moving in the right directions and, the, and then that's those are obviously the pieces that you you know
0: that'd be a huge boost to alshon's fantasy value
1: I agree. Yeah, it With would Kyle be.
0: Shanahan calling offensive plays. It'd be really good for Carlos Hyde. I definitely like Carlos Hyde getting a boost in the receiving category as well. Sure. Um, again, has to stay healthy, but Carlos has Hyde to stay healthy. And,
1: and, and hopefully, you know, I mean, he's not Kyle's guy going there. And and the Shanahan's have messed with a lot of running backs before, yeah. So it does make me a little it it does make me a little bit nervous. I mean, really, you're you're like a couple fumbles away from uh, from getting replaced at really any of their stops along the way. So um, that's the one thing that kind of makes me a little bit nervous if I'm a Carlos Hyde owner. But I'm also excited. Because Carlos Hyde, is a, he's, a good, he's an elite talent. I mean, not an elite, but he's a, he's a really he's good talent. He's an above-average running back. Yeah. yeah. And so he produces I, when he's healthy. He I produces. Think he, I think he can thrive in that kind of system.
0: And hopefully they can put some more pieces around him where he's at the focal point. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's face it. When Colin Kaepernick's not your quarterback, you don't have to really focus on the receiving game because right. he has a better chance of throwing it to the defensive backs than the receiver themselves. Right. So a situation to monitor. They're they're definitely going to draft a running back there in San Francisco. This this class is way too deep not to. Right. I feel like every team in NFL is going to draft a running back this year. So again, landing spot is crucial. But San Francisco is one of those spots. Let's see who they, you know, let's see who they draft. Do they get like that? You know, obviously you saw the way they used Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman, especially Tevin Coleman in that passing game. Can they get one of these receivers that can running backs that can get out there and sli- slide out to the slot a little bit and be one of those main focal points? Who gave a really solid game in that PPR league?
1: Right. I, I totally agree. What do you think about the effect that it has on the Falcons? Going. Do you, I, I personally think they're going to keep the system there.
0: There's no reason and, not to. It got and, them to the Super Bowl.
1: Right. Yeah. And, and just try to, you know, replace in house. I mean, I guess we're going to have to, you know, only time will tell if that's actually what they do. But I mean, I th- that I seems like it would make the be most sense. I think they should be smart
0: enough to know from this tape how, what works there now. They saw. You know, Mohamed Sanu came up big here in a playoff game. Right. Uh, Julio Jones is obviously Julio Jones. He's going to be successful no matter who's the receiver there. But I think the key to that game, too, is the way they utilize Tevin Coleman and Devontae Freeman together. I def- again, I love Tevin Coleman coming on the backfield. When I mean, you're talking about guys in the beginning of the season for the first, like, multiple weeks there, we're both top 10 fantasy running backs. I mean, you're talking about for over five weeks these guys are. And Tevin Coleman mostly comes there into the passing game. The guy's an excellent receiver. Um, Devontae Freeman right now is asking for number one elite running back money. Situation well, to
1: monitor. Right. They're both on really cheap deals. I mean, I think Devontae Freeman knows that, um, I mean, running backs, the, the shelf life on running backs are, are low. So he wants to cash out. Yeah. He wants to cash in on on his, you know,
0: on his. And you're a huge success. fan of Devontae Freeman. So you probably concur, right?
1: I, I, yeah, I totally concur. I mean, I, I don't, hey, I'm not writing any checks. So yeah, pay the man. Sure. But, um, I, th- I mean, I think they should try to lock him up.
0: I, I agree. I think he's a really good running back, too, and they should lock him up. Um, it's just curious to see when you do have a guy like who they drafted higher in Tevin Coleman there already with this influx of talent of rookies coming in, too. Do you go, no, Devontae Freeman, we're not going to pay you. We have Tevin Coleman, and we're going to draft another guy um, and be good. Draft a similar running back to you.
1: Hey, man, they can play that game if they want to, but I'm not sure, you know, like you don't find guys like Devontae Freeman in the fourth round that often. I mean, they can can try again. I mean, who knows if they're going to actually find one.
0: I guess it all depends on his asking price, really, I suppose. Right, I um, mean, if
1: you give you give him like a you give him an, an incentive laden deal or something like that, that eight that, mil a year. That, yeah, there. that pays him really well. I mean, if he if he hits all these markers, then that's that's great. You, know? you get
0: front loaded You still got Tevin Coleman on his rookie deal, and if it doesn't work out for two years, you still bump Tevin Coleman and still draft a running back. It's just yeah, it's, it's right. I hard. mean,
1: and it's not like Tevin Coleman's been the picture of health. You know, both years he's no, missed, I agree missed big time things, and and Devonte Freeman has stepped up huge. So
0: yeah, it's, it's like I said, it's, it's a total catch twenty two because like. Even just looking at it from like an NFL GM standpoint, from a uh, standpoint here as a fantasy owner, you just see how easy it is to switch out running backs, even though good running backs are hard to find. And I was listening to a first take podcast with Mel Kuiper and Todd McShay, and they're talking about, you know, how they still didn't really like taking a running back in the first round because it's just it's just a waste of a pick in their eyes, even right. though no matter how good the running back is, even though it justifies it, taking. A guy like Leonard Fournette and taking Zeke where he took him, but they, and they use it. They're like, look at the look at the playoffs this year. There's not a single first round running back in the playoffs, in the Super Bowl, or even in the AFC Championship games. There's there's just not one there. Um, there's easy positions to find later in the draft. Uh, and for the same point, if you your NFL team where it's really important, I think to have a good running back, they might be easier to find just through the draft, money wise.
1: Yeah, I mean, it definitely is. I mean, you can compensate for not having an awesome running back in other ways like if your defense is really strong you maybe don't need to have an amazing running back to like kill leads at the end of the game because you you have a really good
0: offensive line you can make an average running back look really good. right right
1: so i mean there's ways to get around everything i think in the nfl except for if you have a crappy quarterback (laughs) you can't really yeah you can't really you can't really mask that um but there's ways to mask deficiencies everywhere so i mean everyone's got a valid argument, like as long as you load up on offensive linemen or if your defense is a mate. I mean, like there's always ways to do it. So True story, homie. I mean,
0: All right, well, let's get into uh, some of the cool kids here, the seniors. Uh, after this, we'll talk about, I do have an update on the uh, Superflex League.
1: Okay, I did want to mention somebody, something real quick that we didn't talk about uh, prior, but Corey Davis injured his ankle. And I saw that. And might not be able to go to the Combine, combine or anything like that.
0: Somebody tweeted that. I mean, they're like, hey, you see Corey Davis hurt his ankle? I'm yeah. like, I'm a, I'm a stalker. Of course I hurt Right, it. Spe- I was I there. Mean, right. So speaking
1: of the cool kids, um, Corey Davis is a senior, and he skipped the senior bowl, and then he injured his ankle. Because he's the coolest of the cool. I guess he should hey, have maybe played in the senior bowl. If he doesn't bowl. play
0: in the Combine and he drops a little bit because of it, then good. Then maybe somehow he drops. It doesn't matter. He's going either three or four. It's This has no influence it's not even a serious injury He just hurt his ankle right this no, has no, no influence you're the you're the, you're in either this is like that twilight movie when you are either like that the vampire guy or the werewolf guy I don't even know their names but you're in either one camp or another I I just remember the whole craze it was pretty lame but you know if you like twilight well yeah I'm calling you lame sorry it's not me I don't like sparkly vampires it's just not my it's cause, thing
1: it's because we weren't teenagers in the 2000s true
0: story I'm more into <laughs> mall rats and weed smoking guys that don't talk but uh I don't even know where it's going now. I'm just so confused in it. Okay, so but you're in a camp of Corey Davis or Mike Williams, so you know which one you like. Like the combine's not going to change anything for you on Corey Davis and Mike Williams. The combine's not there to change your mind on players like that. No. So either it, it shouldn't. no. At three, you're either take it's like kind of like Leonard Fournette or Dalvin Cook. Like you're you want you you think Leonard Fournette's the number one running back, or you think Dalvin Cook's the number one running back. Right. The combine's not going to change that for you, but most likely those guys are still going to go one two no matter what in almost every dynasty league. Same thing with Corey Davis and Mike Williams. It doesn't really matter. Those guys are going to go 3-4 in every single league. It depends on who you like. Me, I'm taking Corey Davis at number three because that's who I like just a hair more than Mike Williams. And nothing's right. going to change that.
1: Right, right. Those guys are really close. I, I mean, I think I personally have Mike Williams ahead right now, so I guess I'm in the, am I in the werewolf camp or
0: the vampire You're camp. You're definitely in the sparkly <laughs>
1: vampire camp, for sure. <laughs> well, whatever. Um, I'm in the Mike Williams camp. Okay. for now i mean I, I probably won't change either i just think he's probably a little bit more dynamic
0: no need to explain yourself sparkles all right um <laughs> so let's get in here first guy we got to talk about of course of course of course is mr mascal mule himself
1: Mr. Moscow Mule. Copper cup. Oh, copper cup. <laughs> Cooper cup. All right. Copper cup. It's the only way to drink a mule, right? Yeah, I was totally, you lost me, but yes, I thought maybe he had like a thing for those. I was like, oh man, maybe he's going to slide down my board. He doesn't have a thing for those? Do you like Moscow Mules?
0: Um, occasionally. I'm not like a... Not a big fan. Like, you'd like them, but not like, hey, You're give me right. a damn mule. Yeah, exactly. I like, I, got, I have some copper cups in my house. Nice. Even I had, like, I had a southern mule not too long ago don't know what that is it's a tea vodka with tea uh mixed with tea pretty fantastic and like wait so there's lemon like it's like lemon uh whatever it is like lemons do.
1: all right man enough of this bartending stuff it's delicious okay because you're not making any sense to me
0: cooper (laughs) cup Cooper, cooper cup now I eventually would have got to Cooper Cup's tape, right? Like he's just—I mean, how do you not get to the tape of the and the college football's all-time leader? Listen to what I just said there. Yeah, college football's all-time leader in the history of college football in receptions, in receiving yards, and in touchdowns. In four years, he had four hundred twenty-eight receptions, six thousand four hundred sixty-four yards, and seventy. Three touchdowns, right, man. Holy Toledo! That's a Batman. lot of production. This is Cooper Cup, wide receiver, Eastern Michigan, six foot two, two hundred and fifteen pounds, running about the four fives. This guy had, inc- I mean, obviously, if you're in Dynasty Fantasy Football, you've you heard all the buzz coming out of the Senior Camp about this Cup, right? I mean, he's he just tore up the Senior Bowl practices, was catching everything. This guy is an excellent route runner. He has excellent hands, and you know, Dan, I know we had a couple couple comps already came into like uh, our writer, John Dement, who you should be following, following on Twitter di- at Dynasty John. He could give him an Eric Decker comp. Uh, Dane Brugler gave him Brian Hartline comp. All white guys, of course. Sure. Anytime of there's course. a white receiver, you care, pair him to a white guy. It's just that's what you do, right? Um, but this guy is athletic. He has great size. He has average speed, but. It's good enough, you know. Sometimes I think speed can be overrated at times. I mean, people don't forget that Jerry, Jerry Rice ran a four six, and he never had a hard time getting past people.
1: It, uh, yeah, it is definitely more about um subtle, you know, suddenness out of breaks and not, you know not, not having to gear down and stuff like that when you're making cuts. Um, you know, it's just as far as getting separation.
0: Yeah, I mean, this guy has NFL pedigree. Uh, uh right. His his grandfather played in NFL for a long time, from like 1968 to 1975. His dad played. Just like a couple little games. Cup of, yeah, a couple, yeah, couple games, yeah, cup of um, Joe there, <laughs> cup of Joe. Uh-huh. Look at that light. We're gonna have fun with this name. Yep. Um, <laughs> he's shown that he's able to get yards after the catch, right?
1: He definitely. He's, he's not afraid to go over the middle or anything like that. He, he's he's a yards after the catch type of guy too. He he breaks tackles. He's good, man. He's I mean,
0: a, this guy averaged a hundred plus catches and fifteen hundred plus yards every single year. Yeah, I mean, he's an that's he's gross. A,
1: he's an impressive. He's an impressive guy, man. Um, he's I mean, a. Perf-
0: the guys just like proficient and you he's say oh receiver. you know
1: he's the fcs he's in the fcs he he did it against every every time he played against um you know the fbs the you know the old division 1 he he balled out man he played really well against those guys um so there was no drop off and he actually elevated his game in those games so and he showed it this whole week he came in and he had excellent practice uh you know all all 3 days he had excellent practices he didn't have like an amazing game but I mean, I think the game, you know, that can be over overblown at times. The actual production in in the Senior role itself.
0: Yeah, it's it's leading up to it that you want to see the coachability. Right. What can mm-hmm. you do in practice? And this guy just sh- he just shine again. He's just a really proficient receiver. And this guy who gets off the line super quick. Um, I saw him make numerous diff- difficult catches. Right. Like circus oh, yeah. catches too. Um, the guy's just. I mean, what, what I saw on tape, uh, is just even under. one of the
1: catches in the game, it was a really poorly thrown ball behind him and he's running around and he like stopped on a dime threw his hand out and, and pulled it in one handed. So, I mean,
0: his he, draft stock rose. I mean, this guy's gonna be a second round pick now.
1: I, I think that's probably the range in which he's going to go.
0: And when we were talking, you know, obviously when go, going into the tape, you start off like we, when we did a rookie mock draft, you start off with the, the big names first, right? And he. And there's kind of, we talked about it. It was kind of lackluster after the top two. like, we like John Ross. Juju Smith had a little bit of disappointment action going on there. Isaiah Ford has some leaks to it too. Then you see a guy like two of these guys we saw at the senior bowl. They just leapfrogged everybody. Right. I mean, Cooper Cup's my number three receiver right now.
1: Yeah. Cooper's yeah. From what I've seen, I like him more than I like Juju as well.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, this is a guy that just now he's a first round. If you get this guy in the second round, of your rookie draft that's excellent value oh yeah this is a guy i mean if you if he falls in that Dame brugler category of a brian hartline right some people might say look at that and go oh brian hartline that's not great uh yeah it is if you listen to the podcast like three years ago back before brian hartline retired right at the end of it we preached like brian hartline was like falls in that category of one of the most underappreciated fantasy receivers that was out there because you could always get him for almost free right right And he was consistently for years a wide receiver three.
1: Right. Absolutely.
0: So if Cooper Cupkin can become for the like five years straight wide receiver three, that's tremendous value. And if that's something you're getting at the late end of your first round and you need a wide receiver three, that's like perfect. He's like a perfect guy to get. I mean, this guy, there's no reason this guy can't be a number one receiver Mm -hmm. in the NFL. I mean, he showed like he, for example, is. If he de- if him. he
1: develops, I mean, there's, uh, there's, he obvi- there's obviously a big leap going from you know the FCS level, Correct. and then coming into the Senior Bowl and doing it, but then going from the Senior Bowl to where the, all the veterans are and doing it is another pretty big leap.
0: Oh, it's a ginormous. Yeah,
1: thing. so I mean, I I want to reserve you know like the wide receiver one talk, but he definitely has the tools and, and everything to develop into one of
0: those. Well, doing some research into him as well, I got some really good information on, on him as well. This is a guy. That puts in a lot of time studying film, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and what it is, he has a, he has an economics degree, and I I this is, I'm about to quote him now, too. So what he does is he likes to use analytics Ooh. while also studying film. Oh, this and guy's
1: it, destined to be the Browns. Pick and what he somewhere. calls <laughs> what he
0: calls it is I quote he calls it it's econ e- e- econometrics
1: econometrics. Yeah. Okay, and I
0: quote it's just studying the measurements of efficiency, and trying to predict and project productivity over time. So he's looking at every little thing on film, that he, not only what opposing teams are doing, but right. what he's doing as well. Right. So this guy really studies the game. He Self- has a lineage. Self-analyzing, obviously. Yes. I mean, it's just it, it just seems like one of those guys that's really going to work hard, put in the work at the next level. And those are the guys that usually have success, where if you can get every little ounce out of them, and they do try really hard, That's where you even get, like, a a guy like him that can turn into a low-end wide receiver three. Like, that's, like, his floor at some, like, a guy like him. Right. So he's something that I really like. I think he's going to, we're going to see where these running backs go. And where we talk about how some of these running backs are going to shoot up the boards because of landing spots, we can also see the same situation where some of these running backs kind of fall because of landing spots and can give Cooper Cup kind of a bump into that first-round category in Dynasty Leagues. Uh, most likely probably gonna be a second round pick again, because of the tight ends and the running backs in this draft. But I could definitely see Cooper cup going late first round in a rookie draft. Definitely. If you need that wide receiver help, because he might be one of those receivers that can come in as well and kind of give you like immediate production, not great production, but can kind of help you out. Um, not Michael Thomas good, but we'll see. It depends where he goes. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, same thing. What if he lands in San Francisco with a decent, decent quarterback? What if he lands into a team that needs a receiver pretty desperately? Right,
1: right. Landing spot will be huge for him, but um, I, I do think he'll have to develop a little bit. So I, I don't know if he's going to be one of the guys that most pops. receivers do. Right. I'm I'm not sure he's going to be the Mike. Uh, you know the Mike Thomas.
0: Well, that, and again, guy. that's that's picking the you know out of that's not the right. that's the exception, not the rule. Absolutely. I mean, that never. I mean, you have Anquan Bolden, you have you know Odell Beckham, you have Michael Thomas, guys like that. I mean, it's it's few and far between. Right. Absolutely. Uh but long term I like Cooper Cup. I've liked what I've seen. I've liked the film I've 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 seen seen. I like his stats and I like I like him.
1: I'll have a cup of that Cooper. I like
0: my I like Moscow Mules. huh So Cooper Cup, huge bonus. Put this guy on your board. Let's see where he ends up in our final rookie mock draft. Uh, but I am feeling pretty good about him.
1: I'm feeling great about him as well, man. Me and you are both high on Cup.
0: Another guy, another receiver, uh, who took a big step at the Senior Bowl mm-hmm. and really solidified his status is Zay Jones. Zay Jones. Jones goes by Zay Jones from East Carolina. Six foot one, one ninety-seven. Uh, this is a guy who played mostly slot receiver.
1: I, I'm gonna I'm gonna correct you there. I, I from the Senior Bowl way in he was six-two. Two o two.
0: Oh, it was 62?
1: 62 Six two two o two from the senior. Role. Let me
0: change my notes here. Yeah, that's official. That's good. Right. That's good.
1: So they got another inch and a few more pounds.
0: Yeah, that helps. Absolutely. It, which is good because this is a guy I was in, in my notes. I you could add a couple pounds. Right. It would help. Is but at the same time he's really fast. So this is a guy who played mostly slot receiver all the way up into his senior year, where in his senior year he slid outside, and when he slid outside, he had one hundred and fifty eight receptions. The most in college football last year, one thousand seven hundred forty-six yards, second most in college football last year in eight touchdowns. He's a Blitnickoff finalist. He's a first-team All-American. This guy showed that he can make circus catches. Did you
1: Did you see the game?
0: Uh, yes, I saw that big catch he made right. behind the back. Like we jumped back and caught it,
1: and they called it out of bounds or whatever. That yeah, one, yeah, got
0: called back. It was still fabulous.
1: Yeah, it was. I mean, they called it out of bounds, but there was no replays at the Senior Bowl, so they couldn't review it. And he actually, it was damn close. I'm not sure if he got it down or not. If they would have overturned it, but it was an amazing catch. Either I way. watched highlights.
0: I, I watched like I didn't watch the whole game all the way through. I was right. busy on Saturday, but right. went back and watched right the game in fast motion. but I saw it. Yes, Zay Jones. Really nice. Yeah,
1: he he was kind of all over the place. So I mean, you would have you would have seen him making plays.
0: I mean, the dude's like falls into kind of like that Josh Dotson kind of category, right? The guy that can make those big plays. Oh yeah, has really good hands. I mean, I feel like when I'm reading here, like his like strength, like I'm reading when I read about like Josh Dotson just a year ago, who was a top-four pick, a guy who has excellent hands, balance, body control, who catches the ball away from his body. Away from his body, yeah. Which is always excellent. That shows a true receiver who can catch the ball really well is a guy who actually plucks the ball out of the air. Um, again, I- I'm interested what this guy's 40-time is because he doesn't have, like, the elite speed, but he gets separation. So I'm okay with that. Um, hands, body control, leaping ability.
1: I was gonna say he gets separation, and he can, he can, he can get up and get the ball too. Yeah, you know he's got that kind of. What, what does that skill translate set? to?
0: Red zone, Red zone threat. threat. Absolutely. Yes, this guy is just a solid receiver. Yeah. And when you say development, like when you talk about a guy that could develop into a really good receiver, falls right into that category. Oh yeah,
1: I I really like what I see now. This guy, like,
0: like what is this, like this is a guy that kind of falls into like, wow, like he'd look really good right opposite of like Mike Evans.
1: Well, sure. Yeah. You know, that
0: I kind mean, of receiver looked really good right across from him.
1: mm mm-hmm.
0: Uh interesting again, interesting where he goes. There's a couple teams that can use receivers. It all depends where he goes, probably how fast he develops. Because, you know, if he again, if he goes to Chicago or San Fran, he's gonna be goes, okay, hey, we need you to kinda of step in and play right away, be that big kind of play receiver. Oops, we got no quarterback. Sorry. <laughs> uh a patient receiver who's not gonna go in the first round of your rookie draft. But he's gonna go pretty high in the second round.
1: I think so. I think he, I think we're definitely talking another high second round, depending on landing spot. He could squeak into the first round as well. Depends.
0: Yeah, agree. Obviously. Depends on land spot. It, but again, the guys like this, I get excited about when I start watching film on and I see the Senior Bowl because it just shows me again where, like some people are like, oh, the seventeen class isn't what we thought it was. I, I think it is. I think the depth is fantastic. Right. I think. I think what's nice about this class is even we talked about it before. Like, oh, after you get this top four, it's kind of like, okay, where are we at? That's early in the process. As we see this develop, it's we're going to get, by the time it's over, we're going to be late into the second round going, ooh, I still want this guy.
1: Right. No, yeah. I'm starting to really like some of these wide receivers the more, more I'm watching them. More yeah. the more I have got past like the Juju Smiths and, and those kind of guys. Um,
0: I think and maybe that's what's disappointing. Like you look at the guys that are these top names, and you're like, eh, I'm not like overly excited about Juju right. Smith,
1: right? And, like J D. Cannon. I mean, like just some of these other guys that I, I've heard of that kind of come out of left field. It's kind of like what? I, I mean,
0: we still haven't. Get, we even talked about D.D. D. Westbrook, who's a, who's a good receiver too. I mean, we still right. have to talk to some of these underclassmen again. We're gonna get into all these rookies, name by name, and break down their pros and cons. Right. You know, guys like Carlos Henderson for Louisiana Tech as well. Um, but right now, from the Senior Bowl, I think Zay Jones and Cooper Cup exemplify of two receivers that are really going up my board a lot. Um, sure. Obviously, if I had to pick between the two, I think I think they're actually pretty close. I think
1: I think they are too, and I think landing spot will probably determine who I like more. Because um, on tape, they both have a lot of stuff that I like. I probably like Zay Jones a little bit more. I think he cause he's a point. bigger
0: play. He's a bigger play receiver. Right. I feel again. I feel like Cooper, Cooper Cup Cupp's right Cupp's now gonna, is I,
1: safe. I, I think he's safe. You're, I think he's gonna. I think you're right. He's gonna catch a. I think Cooper Cup is gonna catch a ton of passes. And I think. I mean. I think Zay Jones is gonna be a probably a more of a big play guy, um, and 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 less all around catches every year. But they can both catch a ton of passes. They have both proven that.
0: Yeah, I mean, the guy had right. again. I mean, he had 158 receptions.
1: Right. I'm just not sure he's gonna be featured that way. I watched one of Zay Jones. Like one of his games, and he was up to like twenty three catches. In yeah, game. Like, I mean for yeah. sure. I mean it, it falls <laughs> it's, in that category. It's I, mean, like, I mean you I mean, have
0: to be if, if you have a hundred fifty eight catches. Right. I mean you you literally have to be catching fifteen. You get to be catching like fifteen balls a game right. minimum.
1: Right. It it was ridiculous. I was like, God. But it
0: just shows that he can be. He can catch a lot of football. It's kind of if he you force fed him that. Game.
1: Right. He absolutely can, but no one's going to force and what him, I like anybody twenty three at, at the professional level.
0: What I like about him is that he he has now he, he played a slot for three years and they moved him outside. When they moved him outside, because sometimes people are just forced to be slot receivers. Like, hey, you're a slot receiver. That's what you are. He had a tremendous success. Right. So I like the fact that he can slip outside and he could play the right. slot. He, you know and He can move can, him around. And you know he can do offense. both.
1: Right. And they yeah, they did.
0: I mean, you can match him up right. against def- the b- defensive back that you want. If you're a good offensive coordinator, you can find that good matchup and put Zay Jones in there. Right. And find success. So I think again, I think landing spot is kind of important for him as well. Because if you're say, say you're picking at the back of the first round obviously you have a really good team right mm-hmm. so you can kind of take that risk and go for that big play receiver saying hey i'm taking zay jones here i'm a believer in him i like the tape i watch this is a guy that's going to be in a wide receiver two on my roster depending on landing spot where he goes he could be a really good receiver Or then you get high in the high in the first round you're like okay i'm taking cooper cup because one he has a pretty low floor uh and the ceiling could still be up there and it's a pretty safe pick and right now my team's kind of rebuilding. I kind of need a couple of those safe picks to kind of start giving me some building blocks because even if he's a wide receiver four, I'm going to need a wide receiver four because my t- team's terrible. I don't even have a wide receiver three on it right now. Yep, there you go. Okay. Um, another receiver on that list right there, we had uh, Taewon Taylor.
1: Taewon Taylor.
0: Is it Taiwan or Taewon? I think
1: it's Taewon. I, I mean, that's how it's spelled. Taewon. There's
0: one guy that listens to our podcast. He, he's, how do you listen to a podcast when I can't even pronounce names right? Sorry, dude. I mean, whatever. Can't make everybody happy.
1: Nope. It I've never been great at uh
0: pronunciation. Pronunciation. I have a speech impediment so I'm I'm terrible <laughs> at pronouncing everything. All right. People are like, this guy's talking with like spit in his mouth. Like, yeah. sorry, dude. Well everyone's got spit in their mouth. Oh well, yeah, I got well yeah.
1: Well, well whatever I was born well, anyway.
0: this way. Don't don't judge me. Taywan
1: Taylor, western Kentucky, Such five five foot eleven.
0: 5'11", I went down to 6'1", one, 190. I
1: got 5'11", 198.
0: Bro. Is that what he measured in the Senior Bowl?
1: That's the Senior Bowl measurements. I'll be
0: back. Let me do a little bit of notes here. Yep. Oh, I went down to six foot one. I don't know. I'm going to check this in a combine.
1: Because you like bad information?
0: I guess I do. He had 98 receptions for 1,730 yards and 17 touchdowns.
1: Hey, that's good information.
0: That's good information. The dude's super fast.
1: Sure. He,
0: he's been clocked at the 435. Um, we actually have an article coming out of him by John. Um, he just submitted it today i think so it should be on the site here with the next couple days about him it should be a little bit more in depth i took a couple notes from him because he said he could run the four three fives do you know that he was topped out at the fastest fastest speed uh senior bowl 21.1 miles per hour that's fast man he's super fast yeah super fast so he's one of those guys that falls into playmaker
1: oh yeah man big time i mean he's he's and he's he's fast but he's got he's a decent route runner as well too so um i think he, i think he's a nice little guy i'm not sure i'm going to have him quite as high as everybody else that we are the other two guys that we've talked to about no, so far it. um so but I, but i like him um and i need to dig into him a little bit
0: more yeah he he falls in the category now obviously there's a lot of receivers the senior bowl so he made the list for us even bringing his name up here right absolutely um, um, and that's where he is you know reading notes into again he falls in the category of me reading all my notes into the Senior Bowl practices leading up to the game. Mm-hmm. Where obviously in the game he only had one catch, right. for 14 yards on two targets. So he didn't do anything during the game. So well, to bring him up, it, but during practice he right. was getting a lot of rave reviews. Right. During
1: practice, it's hard because you know you're learning. You're learning brand new plays. You're with another a new quarterback, and then maybe the guy that you've got a rapport with. You know, one of the the quarterbacks you're have a rapport with, you're not in the game with and stuff. Like, I mean, so stuff like that does happen at these kind of games. So it's really hard to take stats and, and say, Hey, um, this guy did terrible. Cause yeah. I mean, really it, it boils down to the practice. a lot of time. The scouts don't even stay for the game. They leave. They just watch practice. They want to see how the guys uh-huh. are learning. Well, it's an important, and it's important yeah. part of it. Right. So, you don't
0: um, have an idiot on your team.
1: Right. Exactly. So, I mean, some guys are you know, bad practice players and they do play well in games. And so, you know, I mean, there is some value to watching the senior bowl, but um,
0: like fr- Fred Ross, for example, mm-hmm. somebody who I have to watch, I don't have any, I didn't, I haven't watched any tape on Fred Ross. There's no, I can't sit here and tell you about Fred Ross. I haven't got there yet. I right. mean, I know he, uh, I know he's six one, right. Two Oh six went to Mississippi state. Uh, had a good game, you know, he caught all five of his targets for 66 yards. Right. So, but I don't have I haven't watched tape on Fred Ross yet. I'm not a Mississippi state fan. So I am, I don't know a lot about Fred Ross.
1: Right. And neither, and neither do I, I I admittedly have to watch more, but he, um, from all accounts, he, he practiced well all week. He showed improvement throughout the week. And you know, when he got in the game, he, he, he played pretty well. So there you go. I mean, he's a guy, those are things that you. When you hear this stuff and, and everything is constantly good. You take notes. You take notes on it and you go back and watch more. Yeah. And so um, I, I did want to mention a guy that was kind of up and down all week and kind of struggled with drops earlier in the week, which is something we don't, I don't like to generally hear, but then he no. came in and, and played pretty well in the game, Josh Reynolds, Texas A&M. So he's a guy that, um, I mean, he's he's a bigger guy, 6'3", um, Sorry, excuse me. Six three is like only one hundred and ninety something pounds. I, I I lost him here on my screen.
0: He's a leading receiver in the South. He had uh, six catches, ninety six yards, and a touchdown on seven <laughs> targets. So he caught. You, you mentioned drafts, but he caught six to seven targets, which is good. Right. He, for that's what I mean. Yards. Like he
1: is, is hundred and eighty-seven pounds. So yeah, he he balled out. He's six three, and he weighs one hundred eighty seven pounds. He's tall and really skinny. Yeah, he needs to put on some lbs.
0: Don't let a wind blow you too hard there. Exactly. Josh.
1: Exactly. But he I mean, when it came to the game time and the lights came on, he balled out and he played a lot better in the game than he did in practice. So, I mean, it's one of those things where I'm gonna have to go back and look at some stats and watch some games to see if the drops are really an issue or if that was just, you know, he was the le- practice week. He he was learning so much that he maybe was overthinking everything and, and Which happens.
0: Got, I mean, you can see that a lot definitely on a rookie year <laughs> drops can be an issue just right. because you have so much going on in your head that it's hard. For, like, you're thinking way too much, and then you're dropping footballs. Right,
1: because, I mean, I mean, let's face it. If a guy doesn't drop balls in the game, that's what really counts to me. I mean, if he's a guy that, that you know, he's had some reports during some practices and stuff like that that he's dropped some balls, I'm, I'm, it's going to raise some red flags, but I'm going to have to go watch the yeah, tape.
0: Yeah, I mean, if he's Allen Iverson and doesn't give a crap about practice, but then comes out and balls out, then you're good to go. Right, so because I
1: mean, we don't get any fantasy points for practice reps.
0: Yeah, but in the Civil War game, he did pretty well. So he had six catches for 96 yards and a touchdown. So there it's pretty you go. pretty well there you for go. the South.
1: For the South.
0: Who, law, who won.
1: Who they, they did win.
0: But in real life, they lost. To the
1: North. Thank you for the history lesson.
0: Ah, uh, you know, in 1863 in the Battle of Gettysburg, when it was uh, General Lee and Meade, uh, there was a battle. Nobody wants to listen to a history podcast right now. I like history podcasts.
1: I didn't say there's anything wrong with them, but that's not what
0: these people signed up for. If you like History Podcast, I definitely recommend checking out Dan Carlin's at Hardcore History. It's pretty sweet. Well, there you go. That's my plug. Free plug. Free plug. It's good stuff, man. We got us quit giving those away. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, what else are we going to do? That's why people buy t-shirts and donate to the site so we give us stuff away for free, right? True statement. Let's move on to a different position. Okay. Running back. All right. Now, let me tell you something. I watched a lot of tape on a guy we're going to talk about next time. Okay, and I came away, ooh, a huge, uh-huh. massive, yes, handsome, wait, fan. Okay, Kareem Hunt, six foot two twenty five running back from Toledo. Listen here, this guy. I mean, I always knew who Kareem Hunt was. He lives in my own state here. Right. He went He's- to uh, Willoughby.
1: I did right? not. I, um, He's I, from Willoughby. Is he? Yeah,
0: okay. it's like one city over from us. Right, sure. I mean, it touches your city. It does. Wait, does it me. touch my city? Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's that close. Yes, it is. I mean, it's a five-man drive. Um, but anyways, I mean, I came away like just washing his game tape, just blown away. Mm-hmm. Like This guy is like a three-down running back. I think I can argue this guy, honestly, now is my right behind the top two. Of Cook and Fournette. Now I was talking about Joe Mixon. Land spot, Kareem Hunt could be my number three overall running back.
1: He's yeah, I mean he has he has really good balance and, and nice moves in the open field, catches the ball really well. Yeah,
0: he caught the ball. Like I like going into it, like I heard mm-hmm. like just like hearing stuff, like, oh, well, he doesn't catch the ball really well. And I'm like, Okay, well, all right. Yeah, so I I go in there with the natural assumption he doesn't catch the ball and I look at some stats, you know, year for his first three years, year one through three. Uh, he had 32 receptions for 152 yards but last year he had 41 receptions right. 403 yards 403 yards he caught one ball in the senior bowl for 11 yards on his one target again his balance like you said is impeccable i mean this is a bit and he's a big solid running back
1: i, I do want to mention something cuz he he actually dropped some weight before before the senior bowl he's down to 208 and they mentioned it on the broadcast he came in 208, significantly lighter. Yeah, he he drops him lbs.
0: Yeah, well, it's it's. I mean, and again, he's six foot, so I mean, he's a physical runner. I mean, he right. runs really low with his pads low. Uh, he always keeps his legs moving, man. I saw like he's pushing that pile. He's always moving that leg, always moving his legs. I
1: mean, for for me, when dudes lose a bunch of weight during this time of year, to me, that's. I mean, I think it's kind of phony. It's probably he's trying to get a speed up for the forty. Come on, yeah. So I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to discount that he's probably going to play closer to 220, 225, even though he's at 208. Which is right fine, because I, right. I,
0: mean, I just go by, I, like, stuff like that, too, I go by his game film. Hey, absolutely, I mean? yeah. I'm looking at that film, and he, he showed, I mean, he had a lingering hamstring injury last year, uh, but he showed, like, quickness. His speed did yeah. not, no. like, people are talking again, like he's not the fastest guy, but his speed saw no problem whatsoever. I mean, for being a big physical runner that could run between the tackles, which is huge. I mean, that's huge. I mean, this guy ran between the tackles with efficiency. Mm -hmm. Uh, I saw him get outside. Sure. Uh, I saw him that he showed, like, you know, you can stop, cut on a dime, get outside, make plays, get past the linebackers, and get downfield.
1: He's quick as a hiccup, too, man, for being that size. I mean, there was one play in the senior bowl. Where the, the defensive lineman blew through, had him in the backfield for probably a four or five yard loss. And he did, I mean, he literally spun the guy. He spun right out of the guy's grasp and made, he turned it into like a, a seven or eight yard gain and, and almost I mean, like he got down to like the two yard line.
0: Yeah. I mean, when I saw that, like his change of, like now, oh, yeah. and that's what's great about a guy like that. I get so excited about it because, again, right, what makes me excited about a guy like Kareem Hunt, right, is that he's not one dimensional. Because, no. again, this is a guy that, showed he can consistently move piles with his legs and run between the tackles, which is huge because a lot of running backs that fall in his category can't do that or are limited to that, like a north-south runner. But this guy has excellent change of direction and lateral, lateral ability. Sure. So, I mean, his lateral quickness, again, like you just said, the way he get a stop on dime, cut, put it, plant his foot in the ground and get somewhere else to hit that hole. He shows patience with that as well mm-hmm. in his vision. I mean, everything I saw on his tape, looked it just kind of blew me away like how good he was I got, kind of, There was there's heisman talk about him before when he was at toledo um
1: well, i mean there was even talk that he might come out last year so i i watched some some film last year and then he ended up returning to school yeah well so
0: i'm a big fan yeah i mean the big i mean his blockings not great i mean i saw like when he goes to like on his third down and go do some blocks i saw some whiffs i'm like okay but you can sure. work on that right you know blocking right i mean the guy's an excellent prospect. I mean, really, this is a guy that never averaged less than 5.5 yards per carry or under 850 yards. So, I mean, he just cons- he's just consistent, man. Sure. He's one of those guys that could be a three-down running back. Um, he could kind of be like a – I'm trying to think of a good comp for him. I can't even think of a good comp for him off the top of my head. All right. But a three-down running back, somebody that you could put in there, play all three downs, can be the running back that you need. When we talk about teams that need running backs this year, and look out for a guy that coming into this league and where he goes, Kareem Hunt is like the cream of the cl- crop here. Sure, I like. Yeah, I definitely like of where that. he land. And yep. again, a land a good landing spot for him is going to put him right into that number three overall running back, which can put him as high as the number five overall rookie pick. Sure, Kareem Hunt. Sure. So again, I mean, there's nothing. There's literally nothing I don't like when I. Wa- like I was trying to like. Okay, what do I like about him? Well, he doesn't block very well.
1: Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, is important. That shouldn't be old, undersold because, I mean, if a guy is terrible at blocking, then, you know, he's not going to see the field. But um, let's move on to the next guy. I think we both um, mentioned J- our Jamal Williams, this guy we wanted to mention next, BYU running back.
0: Yeah, Michael Jackson's favorite university. Hee, hee, hee. Yeah, Jamal Williams, six foot one, 220. Um,
1: Right, six foot two eleven at the okay. uh, <laughs> I'm all over the place. You just you the, the weigh-ins, man. I look, It's all right. I mean, we I'm, talked about it earlier. Until right.
0: they get to the combine, it's all you can look at five different things, and there's different weights and different
1: absolutely
0: White. So what's his? he six foot what?
1: Six foot two eleven at this point. Two eleven. So yeah. I had
0: six one two twenty. I was a little off there. Sure. Um, but this is again, this is a guy who has a lot of like tape on here. He, it's weird because he has a lot of tape for a guy that pretty much missed. Before this year, missed two years. Right, right. Um, in forty-two games, he has three thousand nine hundred one yards and thirty-five touchdowns. Sounds pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. But he didn't play all last year because he was suspended. Well, he played last year, but in fifteen, he didn't play because he was suspended from the team.
1: Oh, I missed that. Oh yeah, what was he suspended for? Do you know? They didn't say. I, was, just, uh, I just, uh, I just, I ca- violated
0: unspecific team rules. It's
1: BYU. So twenty fifteen, I mean, you probably like kissed a girl or somewhere i mean you know he missed 2014
0: because he had that knee injury okay um well most of 2014 with a knee injury but he was also suspended. he was suspended the very first game in 2014 because he got caught underage drinking that's he, that's
1: what i mean, I mean like it, then he hurt his knee it could, it could be pretty minor and, and you break a rule at byu from what i gather so, I mean, from the tape and, and, and from the practices and everything, I think everyone came, came away surprised, all the people, that, all the scouts and stuff, that, that he was a little bit quicker and more athletic than they thought he would be. Um, caught the ball well out of the backfield, it seemed. Um, I haven't dug into this guy's tape either, like, a ton. I've watched a little bit of him. I liked him. I like the way I, he moved.
0: I like what I've seen. I think yeah. his strength is, uh, like, a north-south runner. Yeah, I think so, too. He's like that downhill runner that can break arm tackles. Sure. You know, really good, excellent, like, lower body strength. that can get down there and, like, you know, break those arm tackles, get through there. Good vision, too. Um, But I saw, like, running north and south. It was, like, the cream of his crop. It's when he started to, like, bounce outside a little bit, like a little bit losing a little bit of momentum. Not right. As, not as agile in that kind of category. But, you know, I saw solid vision, good power runner. Everything I saw out of him looked really, really good. Like I right. said, I mean, he catches the ball well. Um.
1: He's, like, more of, like, a one-cut guy. Like, he can't, like, piece together a bunch of moves or anything like that, juking people out in the open field or anything like that. He needs to put his foot the ground and, game. and get there. And get it's up, weird, like, get upfield.
0: I want to say he catches the ball, but it's, like, I feel like, he, okay, he had one career touchdown reception in 2012. And, like he, got, he like, he was on a decline. Like, in 2012, right, he had 27 receptions for 315 yards. In 13, he had 10 receptions for 125 yards. In 14, he had eight receptions for 47 yards, and then last year he had seven receptions for 80 yards.
1: I, I think he can do it. I mean, I'm just, maybe maybe that was just the way their offense was...
0: He caught both targets at the Senior Bowl. Right.
1: I, I think he does an, an alright job catching the ball.
0: To me, he seems like a pretty good running back. Right. Um, but he also falls in the... See, he's one of those tricky players, right? Because he fa- it seems like he could be, like, a pretty good running back like, like an Alfred Morris, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, who's a Pretty good running back, but how long's the shelf life? Right, he's already come with that big knee injury year. Uh, year, right. he's got he's had a lot of games in college. He's an older running back coming into the league, and but he's really but he's good. He is he's good. Right. The thing about the if I had to think of like a negative towards him, it's like okay, he is good. I like him, but what's the shelf life on this guy?
1: I'm not in like love with the guy. Um I, I do I do like some of the stuff he does. I'm gonna have to dig in a little bit more and decide um how much I actually like him. And, yeah, like and, I li- and what round I would I would feel comfortable picking him. Right now, I'm not sure I would feel comfortable higher than like the the end of the second.
0: Yeah, I like see, I like his last year's tape. I do. Right. From what again, I'm not like oh, he's so deep into Jamal Williams' tape. From what I've seen so far, I like what I've seen. But there's a he he falls in the category which I think is going to be redundant by the time we get into all this process where it's going to be like he's going to go like I like him but he's going to go higher than I want to draft him like he'll
1: probably just because running backs get pushed up
0: and he'll be this guy that's on our list where everybody says you have there's you know there's always players over here people tweet us like this guy's too low on your list I love this guy and it's like yeah but this is why I don't love like I think he's good right and you know is it. If he's there's always that player that we talk about. Like, hey, if he's pretty good, it's not going to surprise me. But it's a little too rich for my blood. I'd rather go this way. Right. And I think Jamal Williams falls in that category. A guy I like, right? Right. I'm not not even saying anything terrible about him, but some red flags there. Sure. And maybe a little bit too many red flags where I might want to go somewhere else. And definitely in a deep running back class, I think you can kind of be picky on these kind of guys. So Jamal Williams right now, where we don't have all our tape in is already kind of like, which is weird because I like them, is already falling down my board. Okay, fair enough, man. And you agree. Apparently. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm. Why do we. The only thing that's show me better if we don't agree on a lot of stuff, why do we always agree?
1: I don't know, man. I guess we're brothers for another mother or something. I guess I don't so,
0: know, man. <laughs> Isn't it weird though? Like, we almost. We never, like, there's not, like, a lot of debate that we have. Not always. I mean, we debate players. But, like, for the most part, we're like, yeah, I, I think I don't like him for the same exact reasons you don't like him.
1: I guess we both have eyeballs.
0: That's why we have <laughs> such a high hit rate. Hey, hey, hey. Um, Another running back there, because we want to get through this real quick, Um, Matt Days. Um, Again, I haven't really got through his tape tremendously. Um, He stood out there at the Senior Bowl, NC State, five 5'9", 205. Am I right there?
1: Uh, 207, close enough, man.
0: <laughs> the closest yeah. I've been yet. Yeah. He's a small, he's a small running back. Oh, yes.
1: Yeah. she's short in stature. Yeah, but 207, but, I mean, that's pretty rocked good, up. For yeah, he's shown that. Like, right.
0: when I was watching, like, his senior bowl tape and, like, just I was, like going back and watching a couple clips of, like, just, you know, a couple games here and there, We yeah. I mean, showed it some pretty good power for his size. I mean, he run, I saw that it runs really low. Um, guy has really good vision and burst. Uh, I mean, he sees that hole. He plants his foot. Boom. He's gone. Catches his ball really well. He was fourth on his team last year in receptions with 32, which is pretty that's, good. Yeah, that's pretty good, man. Um, I see him, which again, this is not a bad thing in today's NFL. Is that change of pace running back. You know what I mean? That, that running back too that comes down in third down could get, can, can still get in there on second down here and there, but that change of pace running back, that might be a nice, good value. Maybe possibly depends where he lands in the late second round of your rookie draft, high third round in your rookie draft. That could hold good value in a PPR league and come in and have some success.
1: Yeah, I mean, he, he's definitely going to be. He's uh, at least initially, I think he's going to be one of those past catching type of guys. Yes. that you're talking about so, which holds pretty good value. It definitely does. Um, I mean, because that's that's really what his strength is. I mean, that's I guess what he's best at. I don't know if that's his only strength, but that's what he's it's best. It's a at. highlight of his right. game. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And
0: again, I mean, with that power that he's shown for his small, strong mm-hmm. stature shows to me like kind of like. Almost almost like a Devontae Freeman. I was
1: going to say, like, he's built, like, similar to Devontae Freeman. Yeah. And if he can get an opportunity, maybe he can show off that he's worth,
0: it. Because we were talking, like, not you specifically. You love Devontae Freeman. Sure. Preacher, you took him all in the first rounds. And, but a lot of people had this vision of Devontae Freeman, like, hey, this is what Devontae Freeman's going to be. Um, mostly, typically, just a pass catching back, which is still his strong suit in NFL now. He usually, he's not as good in between the tackles. But as you can see with Devontae Freeman, you can utilize a guy like that, get him outside the tackles and still be not only a really good running back who's asking for elite running back money, but also a very high fantasy producer at the same time. Sure. So a guy to keep our eye on, a guy to watch a little bit more tape on, but very intriguing, definitely with his landing spot, that's going to fluctuate where he goes in these rookie rankings. Um, And then, of course, now with the last two guys we want to talk about in the senior bowl are tight ends. Say the best for last, right?
1: Absolutely. Your love affair. I mean, uh, your favorite. My Pons favorite. Um,
0: obviously, the number one guy here. Now, okay, I don't want to say, obviously, the number one guy at the Senior Bowl, but this is going to be up for debate. By the time the draft rolls around and where they land between O.J. Howard and David Nyoku on who's the number one tight end is. For fantasy value sure. and overall dynasty value, because... Yoku, as we talked to with Mike last week, is just an overall threat in a receiving game. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, that's his strong suit. OJ Howard fits an NFL team really good because this six foot six, 254 monster just does everything well.
1: He's six foot five, 245.
0: Six foot five, 245. <laughs> hey, man. Well, you, you read measurements. I watch tape. Okay. So I mean, A. you know. Six foot five, 245. I mean, OJ Howard is just a huge mismatch. <laughs> mishmash
1: it's he's a mishmash and a mismatch uh
0: i mean this guy has tremendous size sure is really good athleticism real smooth runner with good hands i
1: mean he he was from all accounts he was the best offensive player throughout the whole week basically yeah. um at any position oj howard i mean he he's probably a prospect that didn't need to go to the senior bowl to be honest because, uh, you know, his stock is already so high, but he wanted to go out there and compete. Yeah. So that, I mean, that says even more and I, to when me. I, when
0: I was researching, too, like, I got a lot of, like, I got a lot of good praise on this guy's a really good teammate. Right. He studies film. Like, sure. he's just, like, a really good football player, which you love to read about guys like that. Because those guys, again, they have success. Again, guy, a lot of guys that fail, too, some of these guys fail. They are the best athletes in the world.
1: They just don't care. They're
0: just idiots. Right. And they don't care. You're right. This guy cares, man. Um, And he had success on a team that's a run-first team there in -hmm. Alabama. They're not known for throwing the ball in Alabama. So he has really good hands. He has good speeds. I mean, his blocking is pretty good, but I feel like his blocking can be even better if he bulks up a little bit, which he did get a little bit bigger each year at uh, Alabama. The guy's a big dude. His route running is nothing to write home about. Um, He... I feel like in Alabama, he uses athleticism. Yeah. I was going
1: to say, it's his athleticism that sets him apart. Yes. I, it's not necessarily his yeah, his ability to get in and out of breaks.
0: And that's still his translate life. in the NFL because you match him up against a linebacker, a defensive back, at 6'5", 245, I mean, you can eat him up.
1: Right, exactly.
0: So his hands are good enough, and he can, he's shown that he uses his body, he uses his size uh, to benefit that. Again, that does change the next level because everybody's a little bit bigger. Everybody's mm-hmm. a little bit faster. Oh, yeah. But this guy is clearly going to be a first round pick in the NFL draft. Uh, he's an elite tight end. He's one of the better tight end prospects to come out in a long time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, again, I mean, we've been waiting for this next. Like, when's the last big di- uh, dynasty tight end prospect to come out?
1: Um, Just last year. What are you talking about? Hunter Henry.
0: You're right. Okay. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, we like Hunter a lot first one. Like, he didn't have enough praises. Like, OJ Howard.
1: Eric Ebron Eric e. Eric, Eric e. was probably the last guy that was, like, as hyped as OJ Howard.
0: Correct. And Nyoku is going to come out. He's going to be sure. pretty hyped, too. Good. I mean, sure. you're talking about Nyoku probably going, possibly going, like, a lot of these analysts that I trust and respect are saying this guy's going to go in the first round of the NFL draft, like, pretty high. So I'm pretty, you know, again, when it comes to dynasty prospects, they're going to be neck and neck going sure. into it. Sure. Um, Yeah, but Howard, I mean, again, he needs to refine his route running, which, again, I mean, from what I've read about the guy, I don't think that's going to be a huge issue. Uh, And with his size and his speed and just the fluid, like, again, when he runs, it's just, when I see him running, it's just real. For a guy that big. Yeah,
1: he's very fast, man.
0: You like that, right? Absolutely. So OJ Howard, number one overall dynasty tight end at the Senior Bowl, likely to enter this year as the number one overall dynasty tight end overall. How, i mean i would imagine in is. a rookie way too rookie early mock draft we took him in like what eight overall yeah somewhere, somewhere around, around there yep uh and then you have evan ingram from ole miss
1: so he 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 measured in a little bit smaller than i think everyone thought he came in six three two thirty six
0: look i had it right See, if you would have cut me off i had oh well, you didn't cut me off it i had him <laughs> a six three two thirty one
1: all right so yeah he he, oh, look he, at he was smaller there's another um south alabama tight end gerald everett that came in six foot three 227 which to me almost says hey this guy might be able to play wide receiver at 220 at 227 that is gerald everett um so i've heard some good things about him yeah he's a he's a super athletic guy i mean he's he's coming out of a small school so it would have been nice to see him a little bit more he got injured during the week i think he might have actually tried to play receiver I, no i think he tried to play in the game uh-huh. but he was injured for like the past two days so i th- I think he i don't think he got much playing time
0: well here's the interesting when you say pl- play receiver i mean when you talk about evan ingram the guy's not an in-line tight end
1: no not at all man he, they they even i mean they alluded to that a little bit during the broadcast as well like they said that oh he's not very good at blocking because he actually lined up in line one like one play and, and he, dur- he just went out for a pass route anyway. and
0: in practice they're actually praising his blocking ability, which is, you know, right. But in college, the guy almost always right. lined up on the outside or behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah. I mean, he's basically a really big receiver because the dude runs really good routes.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, he's fast. And at 6'3, 236, he's almost like a tweener. He I is mean, a tweener. Right. He's not, he's which not. Which is qu- sweet.
0: Like you get that Marcus Colston kind of guy. Sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, if he can, if he can find the, a good, a good offense where he, or he bulks up like ten pounds. Like it's not like he needs much Correct. to be you know, get a little bit more solid and but, be a be But a does guy. he want to
0: bulk up? I mean, this guy that he's been clocked at four six four. Right. Which is really good oh, for yeah. a tight end. Yeah. I mean again, that's that's really good mm-hmm. for a tight end. And this is a guy you're talking about that was the SEC leader in receiving yards leading to the last week of the season. I mean he finished the year with sixty five receptions for nine hundred and twenty six yards and eight touchdowns um again this is a guy that was there you know with Dante Moncrief Mm -hmm. Laquan Treadwell right so he's always like in the shadow as a number two guy um I know when Kelly got hurt he really stepped up his game a lot so this is a guy who like you said it's a tweener but again you'd like that out of your tight end let me put it this way out of a lot of things I've read uh from other analysts they're giving a lot of Jordan Reed cops
1: right which um I think I think yeah I mean I I think that's fair as far as the the pass catching ability, I I feel like Jordan Reed's probably a little bit bulkier than than two hundred thirty six pounds. Not like a ton.
0: By the comps, I don't mean by his pass catching right. like that kind of tight right. end.
1: That that's exactly how I see him. Yeah, he needs to get bulked up slightly just so he can you know be in there down and down in and down out. I think, but um. And if he ever really wants to line line up on the line of scrimmage, you know, like in a tight end state. Do you feel
0: comfortable saying he right now going into it is your number three overall tight end? I do, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's again, that's three really good tight end prospects right there. Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, that's not even counting, you know, Jake Budd, who's injured, Gerald Everett, the guy I already mentioned. Um, I, I can't, John Newsmith. Um, from Florida International also had a really good week of practice here at the, the Senior Bowl. Bowl. So he's another guy that I, I'm going to have to go back and try to watch some film on. I mean, it's just it, it is a it's a really loaded um, really loaded class. I mean, Eric uh, Sh- Schaubert, um, Schaubert Schaubert, sorry, from Drake also had, had a pretty nice week there at the East-West Shrine game. So, the, I mean, hey, there are a ton of guys. from the bottom, now he's here. Right, yeah. So it's <laughs> So, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, there are a lot, man.
0: It's gonna be a deep, deep tight end class. Jer- Jeremy uh,
1: Sprinkle. There's just there's a ton, man.
0: You're sparkly. I know, man. He's sprinkly. I know. Uh, so but we mentioned that earlier. It's gonna be a deep tight end class, right. and it's gonna be a deep running back class. And now we're starting to see a couple more receivers pop up here too. Yep. To say it's overall deep class. If you're wondering why we didn't talk about quarterbacks, we have a really good article just put up by John about Nathan Peterman called "Is Nathan Peterman the Next Dak Prescott?" I mean, it was
1: it was basically it was Peterman played well uh, and uh, Davis Webb for California played all right, but I mean Peterman's probably the higher end prospect of the two. I would say Webb is more of a de- developmental guy.
0: Correct. So yeah. I mean, but neither of them are like over in a weak tight end class already in the back end of it. So it's like, a weak quarterback class. Yeah, yeah. right. These guys would most likely go undrafted in your rookie draft either way. I mean, nah, land, Peterman might go. Yeah.
1: As I say, landing spot might determine, you know, that Peterman is, is worth a, a later pick. So,
0: okay. Well, we'll let's get some dynasty nerds, uh, news. I think there's some bad news today. Our eight, new ADP guy who we just hired, mm-hmm. uh, has resigned after one oh, month of doing it. Well, uh, But you know, it's it's that happens. Yeah, nobody. If you've never done it before, you it's it's a lot of work to do ADP. It is. So we will be looking for a new ADP guy. We'll still get the January ADP up, but it's probably gonna put another little hiccup in our ADP, which we want to get back up there. Mm -hmm. But once we get the new guy, we'll pimp his Twitter handle too, because we need you all to follow him. Um, Definitely appreciate Dynasty John helping us out for the month. Um, And I understand going into it is a lot of work. It's a lot of work to babysit people in these mock drafts. It is it it is. is. Um, I also said we have some. Superflex news. Ooh. Um completely again blown away about how many people have shown interest in this league.
1: Right, absolutely. Uh,
0: we said earlier, hey, if you make a $25 donation to the site, you get entered to play in the Superflex league with Matt and I. Uh and be a part of our lives forever. Yes. So, uh there's been a ton of you guys that have shown interest. We're extremely ecstatic about it. We will again do that we will do the selection closer right around the nfl draft time right sure um probably leading up to the draft probably even before the nfl draft because we want to have the draft right after the nfl draft so um stay tuned so you still have time to donate and get selected but we have decided instead of just picking out one guy to be in the league with us for free
1: one we, guy or lady or lady
0: right you're right we will pick the one person to be in the league for free uh, they will have to pay their entry fee for next year because obviously we don't want to get into the league. I don't, I'm not worried about that, but mm. that's just part of the requirements. Sure. Um, We decided that out of all those people that have donated the $25 entry fees, we are also going to pick then five more people from there just to pay their way in to be a part of the league. So that would give us six people from the $25 donations to pick into the Superflex League. There but you go. it doesn't stop there.
1: It does not.
0: With the remaining, was that five spots?
1: Um, well, me and you, and then six, six
0: plus two is eight. Eight. So four spots. There you go. The remaining four spots will be picked out of the nerd herd members. Obviously. There you go. Yep. Um, and I do want to do, I do want to do something where like we do pick one of those guys. We have people that have been donating every single month for like months now. I want to pick one person out of there. Obviously, as long as they're not in a league with me already. Sorry. Okay. Sorry, Colleen, you're in a league with me. Uh, <laughs> but uh one of those guys get a chance to get into league if they want it, because obviously they you know, it's only if they want it. Right. And then the rest of those will be picked from the nerd herd members. So if you did donate twenty five dollars there as well, you get a whole nother shot at being in the league as well. Uh and also I have a lot of question, it was a good idea. I'm gonna do a group email afterwards of that. If everybody that donated the twenty five dollars, say that didn't get picked to get in the league. Sorry, there's only a spot for one. And um, obviously, everybody, everybody's email is going to be on there. If you guys just want to start your own Superflex League, you guys will have all, each other's contact information. Well, there you go. Because obviously, these are people that really want to start a Superflex League, so let's help them out and start a league. Right, right. And, and obviously, these are people that are good people because...
1: They're donating to yes. us. And, and yeah, absolutely. So we like
0: them. We're virtual friends. Exactly. So there's that. Um, and that's it. That's all the news for Superflex League. I
1: think that's all the Superflex news. I
0: can't wait. Yep. I'm about to do a Superflex mock. Oh, are you? Yeah, with uh the DLF guys. Sweet man. Ryan's like I'm about to do uh Ryan McDowell for DLF. They're like big guy over there. he's like I'm about to do a Superflex mock. Who wants in? I'm like, hey, uh, can I get in? From you let guys. <laughs> I was like you let guys from other sites get in on this night action. <laughs> he's like, of course. I'm like, sweet, count me in. So I'm gonna do a little. I'm gonna I'm gonna start getting ready now.
1: Nice man. Let me know how that one goes. Uh, they nope. Developed...
0: I absolutely will not. What the? Do your own damn research, nerd.
1: Oh my God! I thought oh. we were, I thought we were boys.
0: Well, yeah, Think again. All right. Uh, so we, <laughs> Mr. Sparkles, tired of losing, a man. <laughs> I see. <laughs> so we'll be back next week with more uh, Dynasty Talk. Yes, sir. Nothing else is going on. Oh, Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Give me a quick Super Bowl prediction. Who wins?
1: Um, I can't bet against the Pat the Pats to win this. I can't bet. against Just the Pats just too either. much experience. Uh, too much Tom Brady. Too much Bill Belichick.
0: I'm rooting for the Falcons. I agree with you. I think the Patriots win. Me too. But when, I mean, obviously, they're two really good teams.
1: They are two really good teams. Um, I just think there's too much magic in Tom Brady's right arm.
0: We'll see. That defense is playing. Vic Beasley's playing lights out, too. We'll see. We'll see. I, there's lots of ways I could see Atlanta winning. Definitely Julio stepping up. I just I always envision go back to Terrell Owens having that, mo- even though they still lost, that monster game for Philly. But sure. Where to get them? Yeah. Nowhere. Exactly. All right. Well, until then. Get out there, watch a Kevin Smith movie. Enjoy that Super Bowl. We'll be back next week. Like the back of a Volkswagen. Ready, set, putt Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insights. And follow us on Twitter at DynastyNerds.